Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to tell you that Nancy Landrum is... um, one of our hosts, the Relationship Rehab Show. Um, It's all about recovering happiness in your love. And she has a wide range of books and downloads. And I I have to tell you that she's been with us several months now. And over the weekend, I was going through my papers and I realized that I printed a number of her articles, a number of her guides. what I discovered about them is that if there was ever a time we needed to sit down and get help in our family unit, in our relationships, whether they be at work or whether they be in the middle of your love life, I have never seen anyone take you by the hand completely understand what might be happening and on the spot give you a tool to pivot and this is why i'm excited to talk with her today as she says marriage is not always easy but a little guidance goes a long way and i have to tell you since she since i've been working with her off air i've really looked at how stress affects what comes out of your mouth, how stress can affect what you think, how stress can affect how you behave. You know, what is that passive aggressive behavior? But what you're gonna get for Nancy is a lifelong journey of what it's like to be in relationship with people you love or maybe even a job that you love and believe that you have no control how to make it better. I've been there, I know it. But this particular show today is extremely important. And it's very near and dear to my my heart because I come from one of these families. Is your step family filled with conflicts? Nancy Landrum, this is today's show. Is your step family filled with conflicts. Today, we're going to have stories that get shared. And I got to tell you this for you guys listening and watching, this is your time to get some help. Even if you don't know what you don't know, these are waters that we have not yet traveled together. And today, today, this is what Nancy will help us with. How many of us have experienced or are in ourselves, second marriages, what we call step family. You know, every time I would mention my stepmom, people just cringe until I say something. 
But that's what Nancy Landrum does. She works with people around the globe to help us navigate these waters that we have yet to chart out, map out, put our compass on and figure out how to get from here to there. Nancy, it is so good to have you here today. Boy, this is a big one. It is definitely a big topic and I'm so glad you're giving me the opportunity to talk about step families. I use the old fashioned term step families rather than blended families. Step families don't blend. It's not like we put a bunch of ingredients into a blender and come out with a tasty drink. Uh, So the term step family came years ago when um, a spouse often would die young and the remaining spouse would remarry and the person they married would step into the place of the deceased spouse. That's where the term came from, step family. But you started out talking about stress. Step families are probably the highest stress type of family that there is. Uh, Step families, uh, nuclear families have like four different elements that may cause stress in the relationship. Step families have all of those four plus six more. Mm. So um, often when couples remarry after the death of a spouse or a divorce. Uh, They're very excited to fall in love again. They expect everything to be wonderful. And then bam, you know, they kind of hit the wall when you step into a step family dynamic and you're not prepared for it. That's what happened with my late husband, Jim and Mm -hmm. me. We were a little bit older. We were both widowed. We'd been through a lot. We thought we could handle anything. And we were so excited to fall in love and get married. And the day we got home from our honeymoon, we had our first little spat over what we later found out was a typical step family issue. Mm. Because we, we knew how to treat each other nicely when we were in agreement, but we very much disagreed over our parenting styles, particularly with his young son, Jimmy. So our, the more we, we tried to resolve the issue, we tried to agree on parenting boundaries or rules for this child, but um, over and over again, our agreements would fall through. And the more often that happened, the more frustrated we both became. And when that happened, our communication methods deteriorated until I was using a lot of sarcastic put downs. He was doing a lot of finger pointing. You did this, you did that, or you should have done. And we both had gotten to the point where we were yelling. We were fighting so much after a few years, the, the disagreement over parenting, which is one of the most common problems in a step family had, um, had grown and grown until it was dominating our relationship and robbing us of the love that we had when we got married. Yeah. I spoke to a stepmom just a few days ago. I, you know, she told me the same story that I had lived. She said she was embarrassed and ashamed at how much she disliked her husband's seven and nine year old children when they came to spend time with them. 
And I said, you know, I don't think the problem is with the children. What's going on with you and your husband? Well, whatever they agree on when the kids aren't present kind of goes out the window when the kids walk in the door. And it's because the husband uh, may not be, probably isn't aware of what's going on, but out of either guilt or pity, he throws rules, house rules out the window when his kids walk in the door. He lets them kind of dictate what is going to happen while they're in his home because he doesn't want to be the bad guy. He doesn't want to correct them. He doesn't want to discipline them. And so they take over the home and this stepmom resents it. And that was exactly what was happening with Jim and me. Mm. He felt very sorry for Jimmy because his original mom had passed away a couple of years before and he wanted to make it up to him. He wanted to Jimmy to be happy. Well, what happened was what any self-respecting kid would do. Jimmy learned how to manipulate the two of us so that he would get his own way. Yeah. And I, I would just seethe with anger because Jim wouldn't see that Jimmy was manipulating him. All he saw was that Jimmy was unhappy and it was my fault. Yeah. So that's what we ended up fighting over so often. Yeah. And, you know, Nancy, one of the things I want to say is that this used to be a smaller percentage of the population, right? Let's just let's just be clear where we were and where we are now. That used to be over there, a smaller group of the population. So when when you heard like in the case of my mom and my dad, right? when you heard my dad remarrying back then it was like what you you know like what now that is not the population at large not at all not at all just look up the divorce rate just you could do that and we were not built to have tools to know how to navigate these waters and i think that's got to be the first place to start where you realize you got to get some help. You may individually have climbed mountains. You may have been highly successful at your jobs. You know, you may have done a lot of things, but what have you done to prepare yourself for now this new family dynamic and look? And boy, I wish more people would stop and think about getting help. Well, I do too. Uh, now there statistically are more step families than nuclear families in our country. And uh, fortunately, many 50 years ago, after the no-fault divorce laws became common, so there yeah. were more divorces and more remarriages, some far-thinking researchers began to research step families and identify the strategies that help step families succeed and the strategies that often cause step families to fail. That research came out in the late 80s, but it's it's very unknown. It's unfamiliar. Uh, it's kind of buried in university libraries. My book, uh, Stepping Together, Building a Strong Step Family, I break that research down into stepping stones and stumbling blocks, stepping blocks and still stumbling blocks, something like that. Sorry, I don't yeah. remember exact words but I put 
put the research in just one simple sentence. And um, we want to, you know, it's only smart to align ourselves with families, step families who have been using strategies that help them succeed. Because it's not impossible to put a healthy, loving step family together. You just need to know how do you do that? Yeah. What and, are and the strategies? Yeah. yeah, what you put together is stumbling blocks and building blocks. Thank and you. those are key. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at what they are and what they look like. You know, what happens if you do get together and maybe you're like, Maybe you're like Nancy. Maybe you have these children that are a little bit older. They're in different situations. But what if maybe you have younger children? What if you are somebody that had never thought about not just how to parent, but how to now deal with the in-laws, the grandmamas and grandpapas and aunties and uncles and how do you navigate through that dynamic of inequity we're going to take a short break everybody nancylandrum.com nancy l-a-n-d-r-u-m landrum.com lots on our website we're going to take a short break when we come back we're going to tell you how you'll be able to work with nancy directly uh and sometimes it's communication sometimes it's more than that stay tuned we'll be right back are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you a feminine entrepreneur and you're tired of being stuck in the making just enough money trap? I hear you. I'm Julie Steelman and I just released a brand new masterclass about how to unlock the three secrets to creating a financial breakthrough in your business. Come on over to calledbyfreedom.com. I'm going to walk you through the three things you need to do to create that financial breakthrough you've been craving. Come on over to calledbyfreedom.com. Are you ready to become an unstoppable force of love in the world? 
then don't miss the creative empowerment show, Invoking Radical Love, with Rachel Chase live every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Rachel shares tools, stories, and meditations to spark the flame of profound wisdom within you. If you want to awaken your superpowers and activate your heart, visit rachelchase.com. It's time to shake out your money-making truth on soul wisdom abundance with Jennifer Bloom, creating wealth from spiritual health on transformationtalkradio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success. It's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at jenniferbloom.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. You know, in the time that I've been doing this show, I've realized that the landscape, when I talk about relationships, has changed so drastically, even even in the time period since I started to do the show. But if you go back before that, drastically is an understatement. That's why Nancy Landrum is in the house today. Not only has she written multiple books, but The book that we're referencing or I'm referencing today is Stepping Together, Building a Strong Step Family. And I love how she does it. There are building blocks. There are ways to build a strong family. This is not just a book where Nancy's telling you about the things that you're doing wrong, but she's telling you about the journey. And then she's giving you opportunities to really look at what you might be able to change how things step up. And we're gonna be talking about everything related to this plus house rules, (sighs) that too. In order to find out more about Nancy and get her books, go to our website, nancylandrum.com. There's a lot we're getting in the show, isn't there? It's a lot to try to pack into one hour. Uh, (laughs) I was thinking getting ready for the show that being in a step family is like a crucible for personal growth. There's no way that you can get out of having to personally grow and change your beliefs or change your perceptions or change the way you do things if you want the outcome of a, you know, functional, happy, loving step family in the end. First of all, it takes time for a step family to grow into that loving place. It's not easy for the children or the parents Uh, to be thrown into a family with strangers, basically, and maybe siblings and a step-parent that that most children don't want to be there. So it takes some real finesse. Um, The strategy that these researchers discovered works the most often is for the biological parent to remain the primary parent in that child's life, meaning that the, the biological parent ultimately is responsible for any decisions that are made or enforcing any boundaries or rules with that child. And uh, hopefully the biological parent can work with the other biological parent and co-parent, but to do that successfully is not the norm. Uh, there tends to be a lot of um, leftover garbage from the breakup of a marriage that gets played out over the children, which is so unfortunate. So the the step-parent's role 
is to support the biological parent in his or her parenting and back them up and also to look at how how can I as the step parent as long as I'm willing how can I develop a a, a bond with this stepchild which means entering that stepchild's world you know doing things that that stepchild enjoys doing with becoming like a beloved uncle or aunt or uh, not trying to be the parent and not stepping into a disciplinarian role too soon. If your children are very young when you remarry, then you may eventually work into a more equal uh, parental role. But in the beginning, uh, you're not the parent. And, you know, that was what finally saved my relationship wow. with Jim. Wow. Is I gave up trying to be the parent, the disciplinarian, uh, stepped out of the parent role with his son, Jimmy, and let Jim just take over as though he were still a single parent. That saved our marriage. Wow. And... Wow. Um, it was not easy. It was uh, hard on both of us because I loved Jimmy. I wanted to be a parent, a mom to him. And Jim definitely wanted him to be, uh, have another mother, so to speak. But it wasn't working. It was destroying our, we couldn't work together on parenting Jimmy. The advantage for me was a surprise because it broke my heart to give up being Jimmy's mom. But the advantage was I was no longer responsible for how this kid turned out. He was Jim's responsibility. Jim's the one that was the dad, you know, the parent. And uh, I didn't, I could let go of, of the things that I thought needed to be done in order to benefit Jimmy long-term. That was a big relief. And that was kind of a surprise because in the beginning it just, broke my heart yeah not be a parent to him and we don't talk about that enough we don't talk about that responsibility that one feels as a parent regardless of whether that's the child that you gave birth to or not um my stepmom uh talked to me about that as i got older we talked about this a lot right you know we talked about what that was like for her and how she did feel responsible. And, you know, I don't know that that does get talked about a lot, you know, in this. Um, and I would imagine that that in itself can cause conflict. Well, it does when in our case and in the case of the young woman I was speaking to a few days ago, she wants to um, be a responsible adult to these children. And we see that as an authority role a parental role rather than being a responsible adult to develop safety and friendship and uh, providing a safe environment for this child. The problem is, you know, when children are manipulating, it's never the children's fault. It's the two adults that are allowing manipulation to happen, allowing the manipulation to drive them apart. So, you know, even though I felt resentment toward Jimmy, I felt the same feelings this young woman was feeling toward her stepchildren. I didn't like him because every time he walked in the room, I ended up getting in trouble somehow. Yeah. 
But uh, that wasn't Jimmy's fault. Jim and I trained him to be manipulative because we allowed him to pull us apart, to create conflict between the two of us. So the, the solution was, you know, there were many layers of the solution, but one of the layers was that we had to learn, Jim and I had to learn how to treat each other with greater respect. Mm. Jim had to learn how to think through, when I made a suggestion about Jimmy or anything else, he had to think through, imagine himself following through with this suggestion. Could he follow through? And if he couldn't, then he would say no up front, which I would, oh, so much rather prefer that he say no than to say yes and then break his word to me. Right. Because after a period of years of him repeatedly breaking his word to me in regard to Jimmy, I didn't trust him anymore. I didn't trust, I didn't, I was losing respect for Jim because I couldn't count on his word. Yeah. Which is the same dynamic that's happening in this other young couple I mentioned a few minutes ago and has been happening with so many of the step couples that I coach. Uh, you have to, as the parent, you, um, and I'm sorry to be gender specific, but quite often it's the man who does, hates conflict, doesn't want conflict, will promise anything to make his wife happy. And then when the kids walk in the door, he, it all goes out the window. Oh boy, you just nailed my dad right there. That's dad. That's yes. Papa Basili right there. And you know, we're gonna talk about this more when we come back because one of the things we're gonna talk about are these things called house rules. But yes. you know this and the listeners know that there had to be something in my childhood that caused me to study the consequences of broken promises for 10 years. I mean, there had to be something buried in there somewhere in my life for me to want to understand that. And in the end, what you're talking about right now, I really don't want to blow that off. I want our listeners to hear this. Breaking promises, whether explicit or implicit. Implicit means you didn't answer, but I'm going to take it as a yes. Breaking promises is the number one, the number one enemy of respect and trust. And boy, if you are going to help some people not do that, we have some hope. Nancy Lantern, when we come back, how many times have you heard this? I remember this, my first relationship. How many times you heard, you know, we got some house rules here. That's not the way Nancy does it, though. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. How to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. 
Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles share stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh my goodness. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. And just so you know, I'm going to make sure you find a lot out about Nancy stepping together. And I just want TWO together, stepping together, building a strong step family. And you've seen this book throughout the show today. Um, If you're watching on Facebook at Transformation Talk Radio, Nancy, how do people find out more about you? How do they download some of the really great things you have? And how do they work with you? Go to nancylandrum.com. You can email me from there. There's a contact form. You can, there's a phone number you can use to reach me. There's a lot of uh, free downloads, as Dr. Pat mentioned. There's also a page on the website that is specifically for step families with several video interviews of step families that I've worked with that have such valuable tips uh, for step families. What I want to talk about next is, okay, so here's the problem. What's the solution? So one of the most difficult roles for a step parent, when you, um, when you agree to let the biological parent be the primary parent to make the final decisions, then what authority does the step person, the step parent have in their own home? Are they right. going- be an adult in a home that's run by their spouse and the spouse's children, that won't work either. So there's an exercise called house rules. 
And it's where the two adults in the family, the bio parent, the step parent, fill out a, a simple form like these are the top five rules that I need in order to feel comfortable in my own home. And your spouse fills out whatever top five are for him or her. And then you get together and see if the, any of them overlap. And usually one or two or three will overlap. And then you design a poster board or uh, something that is visible to everyone in the household with the rules. And in the case of the uh, couple that I interviewed that's on that step family page on my website, they made they decided what the rules were that they agreed on, the two of them, as the adults in the home. But then they took these rules to the children and said, what do you think is an appropriate consequence if you break the rule? What's an appropriate consequence if you come in later than your curfew? They had young teenagers. And, uh, you know, so for every rule, the children chose what the consequence would be if they broke that rule. And this couple said that in some cases, the kids' consequences were far more strict than they would have set up. But uh, she tells the story of her daughter coming in uh, late from a date and the mom was at the front door and all the mom did was hold out her hand because the daughter knew if she came in late she'd have to give up her cell phone for I don't know three days or something yeah yeah <laughs> so there was no yelling there was no uh, you know big scene or anything the mom just held out her phone and the daughter just grimaced and groaned and pulled her step phone, her cell phone out of her purse and gave it to her mom. That's what clear rules with clear consequences can do as long as both adults in the house are enforcing them. The house rules are enforceable by both adults. So if the step parent, no, if the biological parent lets one of those consequences slide with his biological children and forgive me again for using a male as the example it can happen either way yes it? it can yeah but then the the uh, the step parent the spouse goes to her partner and says hey we agreed right we agreed on these house rules you agreed to enforce them you gave me permission to enforce them if you're not around and yesterday you allowed your kid mm -hmm. to come in late without any consequences or whatever the rule violation was. And when you break your word to me, I lose confidence in you. I lose respect for you. So what is the problem here? What needs to change in order for you to keep your word? Are you now unhappy with the house rules? Do you need to negotiate a change? What do we need to do in order to make this work? Because this is where the children learn not only respect for being in our home, but they learn to give respect to the step parent as well as the parent. And they can't, they, the parents can't be divided by the kids because the parents are in agreement about these house rules and the consequences. 
Now, the step, the biological parent may have other rules that he or she wants to enforce uh, in addition to the house rules that are strictly the purview of the biological parent and their ex if they are co-parenting. But um, the house rules are an area where the step parent can have some authority and and expect to be uh, backed up yeah. by, by the biological parent. They're critical. I think there are a lot of things that we learn as step parents or even as stepchildren, right? There are a lot of things we learn. But this one thing to me is a game changer. And there are a lot of reasons why, and let's talk about them for a minute. Uh, one, it's one of the hardest things to do, especially after you have, you know, a house rule that you've agreed to. It's one thing to have the house rule, but then it's another thing to really let that house rule almost dissipate, almost dissolve in front of your very eyes. Because what is the message that is being sent? So a couple of messages are being sent. One message is, wow, look, I got away with this as a child. I got away with this. And yeah, I'm testing this water and it looks like uh, I'm going to have some room here to kind of fool around with this a little bit. That's number one. Number two is what it does in the parent to the, to the, to the, the partners, what it does is the effect of that has an enormous ripple effect. Enormous. It's like, you're, I can't trust you to support me. Here we are, we've come up with arrangements and we've come up in agreements and we're in this together. And I can't trust that you will support me. And it really opens up a door for, well, can I trust you, period. I mean, there's so many layers to just this one thing that Nancy, isn't it, if, if people don't, if they don't get anything else right, it's this thing right here, they really have to hone in on. And if in fact, something like that happens, you got to address it. Don't let a month go by before right. something happens, right? Because a lot of times that, that will happen, like a month or a week will go by and you'll try to address it and they're like, I don't even remember what you said. <laughs> well, it's unfortunate that so many marriages have one person who's more assertive and the other that tends to um, withdraw when there's a problem. And the one that withdraws is only supporting the shall I call it misbehavior of their partner when the partner breaks the rules, mm -hmm. breaks the word, breaks his word or her word. Uh, another couple that I've been working with lately, he's learning and he bless his heart. He's very committed uh, to being very cautious about whatever he promises his wife because he wants to make sure it's something that he can follow through and give her uh, because They've had too many broken promises in their relationship, and it's eroded the, the trust. It's eroded the respect between the two of them and damaged the emotional closeness that they want to experience in their marriage. I, I've said this before on other interviews, but I believe respect is the fertilizer for love. If you, if you aren't giving each other respect, and backing up your word, yep. the elements of respect is keeping your word. 
then love will erode. Yeah. Also, Nancy, let me ask you about this. I mean, um, there's a level of heartache. I, I don't know another word. Maybe hurt. I, I, maybe you can help me. But we don't talk about this ripple effect thing. So there's a level of how it hurts one of the partners when this this one thing is not sacred and secure. And, and when you get a heart ache, when you're hurt over something like this that could be totally avoided, boy, you don't get too many passes on something like this before it builds up and turns into a resentment. Right. And resentments, they are, that is a tough nut to crack. Resentment kills love for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, when Jim and I hit this crisis in our marriage and he realized that I was losing respect for him, mm -hmm. it became his number one goal to regain respect from me. And he could only do that by keeping his word. So he became diligent about making sure whatever he promised he would follow through and do. And he did. He rebuilt my confidence in him, uh, my trust that he would keep his word. Uh, it was tested a few years later, several years later. Jimmy was probably 25 when he asked to come home and live with us. And he'd been gone out of our home since just before his 18th birthday. And uh, I just kind of gulped and Jim and I sat down and had what we call a skilled discussion about it. And Jim actually suggested a contract that he would make with Jimmy and enforce. He asked what I needed in order to have Jimmy living in our home again. And I told him just a few simple things that I needed from Jimmy. He wrote them into a contract. And before Jimmy moved in with us, Jim handed in the contract and said, these are the rules. You can live with us if you're prepared to keep these rules. And these are the consequences if you don't keep the rules. So Jimmy signed the contract, but he, he had grown up in a home where he, he found Jim very easy to manipulate. And so within a couple of weeks, he was lying to Jimmy, Jim and, you know, breaking the rules and making excuses. And it was a new experience for Jimmy when Jim actually followed through and um, followed through with the consequences and Jimmy couldn't handle it. He only lasted about two weeks with us and moved out. But that I felt like we had just gotten our doctoral degree in, yeah. you know, in step family living because um, it, it, it touched on an area that had been such a big heartache for both Jim and I and we passed with fine colors. Mm, wow. Uh, Nancy, we're going to take a short break. Uh, again, I just want to say to everyone, when we come back, we're going to be talking about um, a number of things that Nancy will share for you to take away right now. We've talked about a lot during this show. Uh, we're showing you some illustrations on Facebook. You certainly can go back. But I want to just say to everybody here, please check out the book, Stepping Together, Building a Strong step family and please go to nancy's site nancylandrum.com when we come back we're going to be wrapping this up by talking about how so very much 
learning this is worth it so very, very much. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. You know, marriage is not always easy, but skills that improve communication go a long way. Tune in to the Relationship Rehab Show, Recovering Happiness in Your Love with Nancy Landrum and Dr. Pat each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Nancy is an author and teacher empowering couples to create and sustain loving marriages. Learn to listen, speak, and handle conflict with respect so your love can flourish. To learn more about Nancy and her work, visit nancylandrum.com. Imagine you are a ball of steel, smooth, small, and cool to the touch. Your life will soften you with fire. You will take hits that shape you. You will be forged into a powerful, purposeful work of art. Tune in to Forging a Life with Coach Christine Clark. Join in Dr. Pat Basile in a three-part series, Truths in the Creation of Katana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Christine Clark, a gifted, engaging speaker and trainer who has forged her life in the fires of self-employment, will take you on a journey to exploring the internal, mental, and emotional blocks that stand between us and a life of significance through an analogy of the process of crafting a traditional Japanese sword or katana. For more information about Christine, visit sunglowtransformation.com. Has your kindness been used against you? Are you ready to clear the confusion and reconnect with your power? Then it's time to become toxic person proof. Join toxic relationship specialist Sarah K. Ramsey as she gives you the secrets to rebuilding and rebranding your life after a toxic person encounter. It's time to get past the past, get real about the present, and get serious about your future. For more information, visit sarahkramsey.com. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing, or just doing my job, when really you knocked it out of the park? How did you get like this? Next time someone tells you great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self and how far you can go by being more you. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in. Is your step family filled with conflicts? Well, even if it's not filled with conflicts, if you have a conflict and you don't want to become filled with conflicts, please get a hold of Nancy Landrum. You can go to her website, NancyLandrum.com. Certainly can do that. If you want to get educated about what we're talking about today, she's put together a fabulous book, Stepping to TWO Together, Building a Strong Step Family. We have talked about a lot of things today. Um, And, you know, those are some of the things that you should be acutely aware of right in the top order, right in the priority of things, right? Um, And so today what we're talking about is, look, it's, it's a complex scenario, right, Nancy? We're talking about something that has many, many layers. 
Right. Today we're taking one layer, but there are other layers, right? Definitely multiple layers. We, we seem to be born with a nuclear family pattern in our brains. And when we get into a step family, we try to recreate the pattern of a nuclear family. And most of the time it doesn't work. That's, that's where the problems originate when we try to be a nuclear family and we're not. And one of the areas that uh, we mentioned when we were offline was the area of uh, the extended family, the grandparents. Many times, you know, you're lucky if your grandparents are have an inclusive kind of nature where they just embrace everyone in the family, embrace new children. But that's pretty much the exception to the rule. Uh, my two children were always welcome at my folks' house. We lived about a mile from them. They had a swimming pool. Steve and Peter could go swim and invite their friends anytime they wanted to. But when Jimmy called my parents and asked if he could come over with a friend, the answer was always no. It wasn't convenient. My mom didn't want, you know, didn't want him around. And the extended family, aunts, uncles, cousins, were very cool toward Jim's children. Uh, it was obvious they weren't really part of the family. Uh, one of the stories in the Stepping Together book is about a step family. Uh, the dad, the dad's parents had a, uh, like a lake house or something where they mm -hmm. spent a month every summer. And uh, his new wife was welcome, but her two children were, it, they were made to feel very unwelcome. Right. Uh, the dad's mother would never call them by name. She'd always say the tall one or the redheaded one. She wouldn't even call them by name. And when they wanted to do a big family photograph portrait of the entire family, her children were not welcome to be in the photograph. It was so, you know, just brutal, brutally painful. So yeah. that was an issue that they had to work through. He had... By the way, one of the rules is you work with your family, your partner works with his family or her family. You don't try to work with your partner's family. You'll only get in trouble. Right. You'll only make things worse. And then there's the whole issue of the ex. You know, what kind of pressure is the ex creating on your marriage? What kind of uh dynamics are going on that are left over from the divorce or from that previous marriage. Uh, one of the typical things that happen is the ex will want to change the visitation times without warning or won't be there when he or she is supposed to be. And it, it keeps the, the children, one of, one of my clients, uh, tends to be very brash and, um, you know, speak speak kind of harshly and loudly. And I ask him, when did you decide that your voice wasn't important? You know, that you were not going to be heard because he would speak so loudly. And immediately he said, when my dad would promise to pick us up and not show up. There you go. Breaking the word again. Yep. There you and go. Children just assume that somehow there's something wrong with them when the parents, you know, children 
see the world as revolving around them, which is very natural. So if dad doesn't show up on time, it must be that there's something wrong with me. And it's heartbreaking what we it do is. to kids in the middle of this step family dynamic. And, you know, we don't think about it. And you see, this is, I think this is a giant takeaway because what we're talking about, there are some things today that are really showstoppers, you know, and what I mean by showstoppers is, you know, we've talked about them. One of them is breaking agreements, breaking <laughs> promises, you know, somehow you feel like, oh, we can break this agreement because something else took priority. No, there's damage from that. And, 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 you know, that happens with our kids. I mean, we don't think about it sometimes, you know, when we say to, to one of the kids, hey, yeah, we're going to stop for, you know, get a burger on the way home. And then all of a sudden you get picked up and oh, the where's where the burger? We're not getting a burger. We don't, we forget that that kid is just waiting all day for that moment to share that time. Right. And I think, you know, there's so many things you help people with. But I know how important it is to you, Nancy, to work with people to help them keep their word. Don't make a commitment. Don't don't say you're going to do something if you're even halfway sure that you're going to do it. Helping marriages, helping families stabilize and be loving is the passion of my life. Yeah. And you do it beautifully. Nancy, thank you so much for today. Please let folks know how they can get a copy of this book and the others. And what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? The personal message is that it is possible to have a successful and loving step family if you are willing to do the personal work. If you're willing to align yourself with strategies that have been research proven to work and learn the communication and conflict management skills that are the foundation of any good marriage. Uh, you can get in touch with me on my website by emailing me or calling me. And we set up the first appointment is complimentary. We set up a Zoom appointment where we just get acquainted and see if we're a good match for each other. So What's that phone number? that people oh can get gosh, you on. I don't have it memorized. Okay. Well, well, that, you know, so what I want to say to folks is go to nancylandrum.com. Uh, and when you get there, what you're going to find is a lot of information about Nancy, what she does, and also free downloads too uh, for people. Uh, and also please give her a call, 951-239-1134. 3, 4. Give her a call. Lots of ways to get in touch. Um, Nancy, what a great show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to have a chance to uh, give this message to as many people as possible.